the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And Lundy, there are a few things in this world that I love more than mandatory Montgomery jackals. That's my dude. That's my guy. That's my G. And right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, they have posted his rush yards props. So, uh, very subjectively, Lundy, you know where I'm going with this. Break it out. <laughs> let's let's hammer living daylights out of the over 1,075.5 rush yards at minus 112. You will be the voice of reason here momentarily, and you could also be the voice of reason. This is posted via poll right now on my Twitter feed, at Noisy Juevos. By the way, follow Lundy at Nate Lundy on that social media medium. So I will share the poll results and people will determine how loony I really am for my adoration for the mandatory one. But look, I I have sensible reasoning here uh, behind the fantastic feelings I have towards Monty. You know, last season on 247 carries, fell just shy of this number, 1,070 rough shards. And I know what you're saying. He had the easiest schedule in the history of mankind over the last, like, five, six weeks of the season. You know who actually had an easier schedule, who is not getting all the finger points? Uh, That's Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts, and nobody is poo-pooing him. But for whatever reason, people just love to crap on Montgomery, who, by the way, was number four in total yards created last season, who, by the way, was RB17. Uh, very respectable ranking there in yards after contact per attempt at 3.15. Who, by the way, forced the fourth most missed tackles, 54, in all of the NFL according to Pro Football Focus last season. And over the last uh, couple of years, he's got more missed tackles forced than Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook, you morons. And according to the Bears coaching staff, they believe that Montgomery can actually exceed what he did on the ground last season. Don't worry about Damian Williams. Don't worry about the human joystick, Tariq Cohen. This is Montgomery's show, and he is going to get ball to the belly early and often. Lundy, do you dare fade me on my love affair for mandatory Montgomery on the over 1,075.5 rush yards? Well, the advantage is we're doing this pod from different locations, so even if I do fade you, you can't actually reach across the table and whack me upside the head. Um, Knowing that he did 1,070 in 15 uh, 15 contests, obviously we're talking about a 17-game schedule. Here's the big question. Is is the coaching staff going to actually figure this out early in the season, or are we going to have to wait until Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving for him to hit triple figures in terms of his rushing yards. Because if you look across the beginning of last season, if you start to go game by game, you see the fact that he had way too many times where he was really slow (laughs) on the uptake. Okay. This is a guy that clocked games against Indy at 27 yards against Tampa with 29 against the Titans with 30. And I know we're talking about some good defenses here, but if he's going to hit that mandatory number that you want, he has got to not, have those games where he is just sucking um, and only getting you 25 or 30 yards. So if they can make sure that he has some momentum uh, at the beginning of the season, I'm a believer in the fact that running backs, it tends to snowball. So I'm going to follow you, but I'll tell you what, man, I got to see it within the first five weeks of the season, or I'm going to go ahead and tear that ticket up. Sprint out as fast as you can, Montgomery, which isn't entirely all that fast, admittedly, as you just 
put out there. But still, I love the over. And you can vote on that. And you could potentially lock in that action right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook app. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. There's plenty of instructions for new bettors and nearly limitless ways to get in on all that action. My friends and family have been digging DraftKings Sportsbook as well, and I know you will too. You got to listen to this redonkulous offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside for the chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. Bet one buckaroo, and if they score the W, you win $100 in site credits. So here's what you got to do. It's a very simple process, folks. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code F. TN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code FTN for a limited time only. At DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older. Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. New customers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, on this 4th of July weekend, let's get to another explosive edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Lundy, we got another game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, You had the night off in hockey, but I know you're itching for some action, and you probably have at least a six-pack of picks, but I only need one, your best selection on the ice tonight in this toe-to-toe battle between the Canadians and the Tampa Bay Lightning. What you got for me? Well, let's go ahead and take that home team. They are now uh, back north of the border in Quebec, and Montreal will be at home. They are a plus 114 on the money line, and I do believe that the Habs will take game three. So I'm going to take Montreal on that money line with that plus number. It's come down a bit uh, in terms of the plus odds that they're getting. If you remember back to game one, even game two, uh, Tampa a heavy, heavy favorite. Uh, But Montreal coming down a little bit, and frankly, they've been playing really well. Remember, with about five minutes to go in game two on Wednesday night. This was a two to one game. These teams continue to play close. Tampa winds up winning at three to one. We hit the under on that one. I think Montreal takes this game tonight, makes this series two to one. The downer to all of it, um, at least from a Montreal player standpoint, is that they actually petitioned the province uh, to up their attendance from 3,500 to what would have been 10,005. They wanted to add 7,000 more people. They were denied that. So they're going to still only have the 3,500 folks which obviously compared to what we have seen uh, for the home games for the Lightning with the rabid fans down there in America's Wang. We understand that uh, Montreal is just not going to have that same kind of support, which is kind of a bummer, but I know the ones that are there are going to make the noise that they can, but I don't know at this point in the season when these teams are so used to playing at limited capacity that's, that that's going to necessarily make a difference for Montreal. But I like what Carey Price has been doing. I really like the approach that Montreal did in game two. They came out and peppered shots, and in fact, they put 40 three shots on goal against Vasilevsky in game two. I think they're going to do the same thing tonight. And I think this time Montreal scores the dub. Boo, Canada, boo. Let more people in for the love of God. Number four. All right, let's move on and let's go to Major League Baseball. Uh, We've kind of had a mixed bag of success uh, this week. Yesterday was decent, uh, except for the strange beginnings to the Jacob DeGrom and Ian Anderson showdown. It was like 3-2 in the first 
inning. So that blew up my uh, under two and a half runs through five, Lundy. Uh, but there was like not another run scored after that. And Jacob DeGrom, I think, is still striking out people. Uh, it was just insane after the Rocky beginning that he had, uh, his ability to just slam the door repeatedly on hitters. But uh, we got the over on Milwaukee right. We missed on Luis Castillo. Uh, the Phillies got rained out, and Tyler O'Neill came through with a hit. So thank you for that. But other than that, uh, craptastic. So let's get uh, some better smelling picks in here let's start off with the under on the Dodgers and Nats eight total runs in the nation's capital of minus 115 splendid pitching matchup a couple of slingers here in Max Scherzer and uh, Julio Urias of the LA Dodgers and Urias has got a 3.64 ERA on the road this year uh, hat tip there, you know, nothing really to scoff at. Mad Max at home has been brilliant. Just a 1.96 ERA there with a 12.12K per nine in its entirety on the season for uh, the ace of Washington and a call plus swing strike rate at 32.2%. Uh, Urias has got a 10 plus K per nine in his own right. Doesn't walk a whole lot of guys and has given up three earned runs or fewer in 13 of his last 16 turns of the rotation. Uh, you look at what Scherzer did earlier this season against the Dodgers in LA. Six innings, one earned run allowed he's only given up uh let's see more than two earned runs uh one time in his last 14 starts and Urias had a decent start not a spectacular one didn't qualify as a quality start five and two-thirds three earned runs against this Washington team back on April 10th but still I think eight runs a little too high for me I think this is going to be another like three two uh, maybe four to one finish here in the end and tuck comfortably under this eight total again at minus 115. Fade or follow. I will follow you on this one, not just because of what you already pointed out. You talk about the pitching matchup and all of that, but this is kind of what Washington does in home games uh, because they've played, let me see here, 43 home games, Brad. 31 of them have hit the under. Yeah. So they, this is just what happens to them when they're at home. So, I mean, we can talk about the pitching matchup. We can talk about, you know, hitting streaks. We can talk about any of those kinds of pieces. But for whatever reason, the Nats just not really doing a whole lot at home from a scoring standpoint. Uh, and so to me, when I see something like that and I see a home team that's going to be that way, uh, I'm going to tuck uh, comfortably under in this one. They obviously hit eight right on the nose last night. Um, so let's see them hit below this number again for a Friday. Under, under, under. Miss those bats, Mad Max and Urias. Number three. All right, sticking with the Major League Baseball theme, uh, let's go to the Queen City in Ohio and the Cincinnati Reds and a guy who has just been raking all season long. Uh, top buttons, uh, they never should be buttoned. They need not apply when it comes to Nick Castellanos of the big red machine. And I, I don't think we've ever featured this prop before, but it is offered at some of the books that are out there. Uh, give me Castellanos to score a multi-hit game against Alec Mills and my Chicago Cubs at plus 160, Lundy. And Cassianos, against his former employer, all he has done is blasted the box score uh, in his career against the Cubs. Uh, he is batting 444, at least this year, I should say. He's batting 444 against the Cubbies. Uh, that's ridiculous. 12 for 27 from the dish with a couple of homers and five RBIs. Uh, he's hitting 327. At the plate here for the last 15 games, he's got four multi-hit contests in his last, last eight, uh, and he's got three multi-hit games in six contests against the Cubs this season. And you look at Alec Mills, uh, 5.11 ERA. Oh, and Cassianos, 
of course, he's had a tremendous amount of success against the spectacled hurler with a 4-4-7 mark at the plate. So four hits and seven at-bats. So, again, Cassianos, he's got to double up. It could be like a four-hit night for him based on all the trends, based on the friendly matchup, based on the band box as well there at the Great American Ballpark. So does he indeed get two or more hits, a plus 160 against the Northsiders? What say you? I like it. I'm following on this one. He's also a guy that does this in streaky fashion. If you go back and look at the month of June, Brad, he did it 11 times over the course of the month of June, but he also did it in bunches. He had at one point four games in a row of a multi-hit, three games in a row of a multi-hit around the middle of the month. So he's also a guy that tends to, you know, kind of find those streaks and find those grooves. And this could be the opportunity for him to be able to do it today. So, yeah, I'm all over this one. I like this one. This might be my favorite of your picks today. And you talked about how it's available at some books. DraftKings right now. Over one and a half hits, a plus 168. So there it is for you. You can find it there with our friends at DK. Castellanos has got to crush my Cubs. Stick around for more picks in Major League Baseball and looking ahead in the NBA playoffs. Number two. All right, let's go to the NBA. Uh, no game on the slate tonight, uh, but we got Bucks, we got Hawks, uh, we got a game six matchup coming up on Saturday. We'll see if Giannis goes. Uh, he was unavailable. Uh, you know what? We'll also see if Trey Young is able to play. I'm actually shocked uh, that he has sat out now two games in the series. So a lot of the secondary weapons of both these teams with the mega stars in street clothes have had to step up and rise to the occasion. And I got two props, nothing listed yet, but I just want you to kind of you know keep your eye on them and they're both bucks drew holiday whatever the assist line is give me the over uh it was 10 and a half in the last game at plus odds he had 13 dimes in that game five w i uh, had nine before that a dozen and another matchup that was back uh, i believe in game two uh, he also had 10 assists in game one so you know consistently right there at that 10 assist line it may be nine and a half. It could be ten and a half. It's really going to be dependent upon Giannis's availability. But whatever the line is, I I think he's going to surge past the over. Same with Bobby Portis. You know, you knew somebody was going to have to step up and fill those ginormous shoes of Giannis. And a, a number of guys did. Brooke Lopez uh, had a masterful game last night. But Portis was the guy that I fully expected. Talked about on the Series X and Fantasy Show uh, to step in and you know blast a box score. And he certainly did that. Nine for twenty from the floor with twenty-two points at eight boards and thirty-six minutes played in that game six. His points prop was fourteen and a half. Now, if Giannis is indeed deemed out, I would expect that Portis's points. Uh, prop will probably creep up a little bit, maybe 15 and a half, probably maybe 16 and a half. I would still take the over. I, Bobby Portis, the player, is one of my favorite guys out of the draft a few years ago from the University of Arkansas. So uh, he's wanting more mega minutes. You saw how hungry he was last night, playing with a lot of exuberance and enthusiasm, and I think that will continue on into the next game. So keep your eye out on holiday assists and Portis points, whatever those props are at DraftKings Sportsbook. Your thoughts, Lundy? Yeah, I I like it a lot. And in fact, in last night's game, Brad, um, you know, we talk about the PRA a lot. I actually snagged just the points and the rebounds uh, on Portis as a combo, and it was only at 24 and a half. And so obviously he nearly crushed that just with his points. Um, So that was one that he nailed. So I agree with you on his points. And I would also say that, you know, depending upon what those lineups wind up looking like for uh, game six, keep an eye on not just that points one, but watch for his PRA as well, because last night's line was a pretty one for, for Portis. 
22 points, eight boards, three assists in there as well. He also had three steals for crying out loud. I mean, guys just out there working hard, but you're right. Somebody had to pick up the slack. Portis was the guy. So I'm really curious to see what these lines are going to open with on Saturday. Um, so yeah, uh, Brad's exactly right, folks. Keep an eye on holiday. Keep an eye on Portis. Uh, watch to see what exactly those numbers are because these books are all over the lines for guys like Middleton. Look for those folks that are kind of under the radar that can cash you a ticket. Make some bucks with a pair of Milwaukee standouts or best if you like cheap beer. Number one. All right, let's move on to the Major League Baseball prop of the day. And it's a name that uh, you may not be all that familiar with here, Lundy. Uh, JT Brubaker. Uh, who does he pitch for? Oh, that's right, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes, I'm betting on a bucko. Hopefully, I'm not going to walk the plank on this one. Going up against Milwaukee, and I'm going to take the over on five and a half strikeouts at plus 110. Yeah, let's get seduced by that juice. He's been over this five and a half K line and seven of 14 starts this season, including against the Milwaukee Brewers. April 16th, he had eight strikeouts and six innings pitched. Uh, so far this season, Brew Baker at 8.69K per nine with a 1.97 walks per nine mark and a 3.82 ERA. Uh, nothing to really you know, diminish uh, in terms of your outlook on him in terms of what he has uh, brought to the table this year. And you look at the Brew Crew, uh, number 12 in terms of highest strikeout rate over the last 30 days. So Brew Baker at home there uh, and beautiful. PNC Park, I think, is going to handle business, miss a lot of Milwaukee bats, and bang the over on five and a half Ks. Do you disagree at plus 110, fade or follow? Oh, ooh, did you say plus? Wait I a minute. Did. Wait I a did. minute. Did you say plus? Uh, because I actually really think this number is going to wind up being like right around five. But at plus, I'll, I'll roll the dice on a plus bet if it means I get that uh, get that hook to be able to sneak in there for me. Uh, so, yeah, I'll tell you what. I will follow you on this one because I've been looking at it. I was looking back at his most recent game logs. He had those nine strikeouts against the Indians. But I'm like, man, I just need to see some consistency out of this guy because he's all over the place. But then, Brad, then – then on a Friday, as we get ready to try not to blow appendages off with various exploding items. <laughs> Don't go JPP items. on me, man. Exactly. As we as we try to avoid all of that, you had me at plus. So I'll, I'll celebrate uh, America's birthday with you by following, but it's only because of the plus odds. Otherwise, I, this one probably just scares the bejesus out of me. I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I think he's going to – I think that hook's going to come into play, my man. All right. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully he'll cruise past it like he did in that first match against Milwaukee. All right. Strike up the band, Lundy for the holidays. Let's get the Barbie ready. Let's crack open a brew and let's stuff our faces into some good old-fashioned apple pie. It's bonus time, my man. What you got for me this holiday weekend? Well, you know I like these cross-board parlays, but obviously we're sitting on an off day where we don't have the uh, two teams playing at the same time. And as of tape time, there's there were still a handful of the strikeout props, et cetera, that aren't posted. So here's what I'm going to do, folks. I'm going to lay out for you a couple of the player props that I like in the Montreal-Tampa game tonight in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, and then you pair it up with whatever you want. I'll give you the ice side. You go out and find Choose the fire. Let's uh, let's roll with this. Remember, I mentioned the fact, and this was what I expected the game plan to be in game two, which was that Montreal was going to come out and pepper shots on goal. We missed on Brendan Gallagher and our picks on Wednesday, but I think that Montreal is going to do that same kind of thing. So a couple of guys that I just want you to keep an eye on the shots on goal. Brendan Gallagher, once again, over at two and a half. His plus odds are at plus 105. Uh, he had just a single shot in that last game, and therefore I think that he uh, the law of averages catches up to him and he gets up and over uh, that number. Because remember, my whole theory on Wednesday, 
night was that Nick Suzuki had zero shots in game one. Yeah, he had nine on Wednesday. So I think Gallagher might try to make up uh, for that one. Also, Tyler Toffoli over two and a half shots on goal. Same thing. He's at a minus 118. He had three of them in game two. So I definitely am all over that one on the Tampa side. How about Victor Hedman to go under two and a half shots on goal? That's right. I'm taking an under on this one. It's juiced up to minus 143. But this is a guy that that's just where he's going to wind up living, I think, is in that one or two mark. There's so many solid offensive guys for Tampa that he just doesn't always get his shots. So go under on Hedman, go over on Gallagher, and over on Tyler Toffoli. Ooh, daddy like. All right, I'm going to fire off at a couple of bonus times in Major League Baseball. Give me the over on Casey Mize. Four and a half strikeouts and minus 120 against the Chicago White Sox. Uh, this is mispriced. It should be a, a tick higher at five and a half Ks. Casey Mize in two starts against the Southsiders this season. Six strikeouts, six strikeouts. Ooh, I like the king of consistency there. He's been over this in six of his last eight games. Uh, the Chai Sox, number 16 in Major League Baseball in terms of highest K rate over the last 30 days. But Mize, 2.79 ERA since May 1st. Very quietly, so we're going to gather a very nice season. Finally, give me the under in the scorching hot uh, Great Northwest where faces have been melting all week long on the Seattle Mariners. Three and a half runs against Texas. Plus 107 on this one. Uh, I can't fade Kyle Gibson, who is having an, an incredible year for this Rangers club. 1.52 ERA in his last 29 and two-thirds innings pitched. Seattle, meanwhile, at home, a bat's rather quiet with a 648 home OPS. Uh, they have been under this, though, in three of seven matchups. It's it against the Rangers this year, but I think uh, they're going to add another tick on the left-hand side of that box and not hit four runs. Again, at plus 107. Uh, and that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith and Noise podcast. Follow Nate Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Wabos. And before we get out of here, poll results on my boy Mandatory Montgomery. Will he go over or under on his 1,075.5 rush yards prop? Just over 100 votes cast. And the winner, uh, people love me, apparently. Over at 57.6%. Uh, 42.4% said under. Matthew Girardi added, barring injury, he should hit this easily. By the way, that's what he says. So thank you, Matthew, for uh, seeing it through my lens, which is very polluted with all kinds of love. Uh, I it's find polluted with alcohol. Be honest with tequila. People. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And occasional uh, hits from the bong as well. But, you know, you got to live your life a little bit. So I'm going to do that. I think mandatory Montgomery's going to go nuts this season. Make you some money with him. Uh, and as always, enjoy your fourth feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.